Good day and welcome to Partakers and to our series, Haha, Heroes and Heretics Abound. Together we are looking at the story of the Church, from its very origins through to the Age of Reasoning in the 18th century. Last time we looked at the rise of monasticism and the decline of the Roman Empire. Today we will look at some of the early leaders of the monastic movement. First of all, let's look at Anthony. 251 to 356 AD. Anthony was born into a Christian family and at the age of 18 he adopted the solitary ascetic life in the deserts of Egypt for over 20 years. Many others followed his example. However, Anthony experienced extreme temptations of a demonic nature and often was unable to escape lustful thoughts. And then we have Pacomius. 292 to 346 AD. Pacomius developed a corporate monasticism, gathering ascetics into a community and imposing a code of discipline. These communities were self-supporting, selling crafts and growing food. Within the community, all personal wealth from individuals was placed into a common fund. These monastic communities were known for teaching basic literacy, reading and writing as well as scripture memorization. Now we come on to someone who is quite possibly the most important figure in Eastern monasticism, Basil the Great, 330-379 BC. He was the Bishop of Caesarea or Cappadocia. Basil developed the monasticism which was more outward looking in its perspective. His monastic communities provided medical treatment, relief for the poor, and also had a common agricultural policy. So important is Basil, even today, that this is still the order within today's Greek Orthodox Church. And now a man who we looked at recently, Athanasius. While Athanasius was in exile in Egypt, he met with Anthony, and he was suitably impressed by the monastic lifestyle which Anthony strongly promoted. Now on to Martin of Tours, 316 to 397 AD. Martin was the main figure in early Western monasticism. He was the Bishop of Tours in France in 372 AD, even though he much preferred to be devoted to the solitary monastic life. Martin established a monastery at Tours, and this acted as a centre for missionary endeavour and evangelization of people. Then in 480 to 547 we have Benedict of Nursia. He lived in Italy and Benedict provided a definitive rule for Western monasticism, a monasticism based on prayer, work and a high moral character. His monasteries contributed greatly to maintain spiritual welfare during the Dark Ages or the Middle Ages in spite of their own drawbacks. The Benedictine communities were extremely popular and hundreds of monasteries were established. And now on to perhaps one of the most influential men, if not the most influential man in the history of the Roman Catholic Church. Gregory the Great, 540-604 AD. Gregory was born into a wealthy Roman family, but he sold all his possessions, built seven monasteries, and he himself adopted the monastic lifestyle. Gregory loved the scriptures and he was deeply devotional. Gregory was elected as Pope or Bishop of Rome in 590. 
and he became the most powerful political and religious figure in all of Italy. Gregory greatly increased the wealth and prestige of the Roman Catholic Church, and in 596 he sent a missionary party to evangelize England, the little colony within the old Roman Empire. Gregory called himself a servant of servants, the vicar of Christ on earth, and the legitimate successor of the Apostle Peter. That's enough individuals for now. What about the church? Well, the church was spreading rapidly, and the organization within the church followed the Roman Empire's governmental system. Every city was entitled to one bishop, and every province entitled to have one archbishop. Within the bishop's diocese, the hierarchy of officers was virtually the same as that of a Roman civil administration. The church became very wealthy, particularly because it had strong government support. The Bishop of Rome, the Pope, became extremely wealthy by the end of the 5th century. The Bishops of Rome, Alexandria, Constantinople, Antioch and Carthage became the most important bishops. That's it for this time. Next time in our series, Aha, we look at the church arriving in Britain. Wow! Thanks for listening. Come back to Partakers, www.partakers.co.uk, where every day there is something new to encourage your walk as a Christian in the 21st century. Bye for now.